It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off The Hook Podcast at OffTheHookSports.com. Or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off The Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Here we go. We're off and rolling with Amanda LaFrada and Ethan Stone. I'm Dave Hooker with you talking some Tennessee and SEC athletics. Oh, Ethan, be careful with your screen there. It looks like you about fell down. Please set your notifications on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Set them on so you get the latest content. Monday's a big day of content for us to so go to YouTube and subscribe there where you can get sneak peek, uh, sneak peeks of uh, stuff that we're going to release later in the week. So we certainly want you to check that out. That includes John Adams, Josh Ward. That includes a couple of Tennessee football players and Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays. So uh, this is a big day and you're going to get a sneak peek with your uh, YouTube subscription. That is all completely free. Amanda, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. Ethan, how are you? I'm also well. I'm Okay, I got good. a pretty good sleep last night. So I did. T- I, do you ever like sleep too much? I felt like I, I actually yeah. for the first time in a couple of weeks slept too much. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I struggled a little bit with that, but I'm I'm battling back. And then and then Father's Day, uh, scale of one to ten on your all's Father's uh, Day. Any anything special happen? Ethan, one to ten, thumbs up. Amanda, one to anything special. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Firebirds. It was really good. Was yeah, like, my like... my uh, my son got uh, got COVID, and oh, so man. that was um, that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, so my my uh, mom was afraid to come in the house. Drove down from Knoxville. Didn't see my son. And I'm not going to get into the COVID uh, thing, but uh, um, let's just say. That uh, being a dad and um, on Father's Day and basically spending it by yourself is not the way to go. So, uh, <laughs> but that's so okay. We're, no, we're postponing that. Our Father's Day is going to be this upcoming Sunday. So, mine was a couple the, of weeks ago. So, okay, yeah, just you yeah. just got to pull the you just got to pull the switcheroo. Uh, Tennessee pulled the switcheroo as we're going to get to some uh, talking Cruton right now, right off the top of the show, because there was a lot going on Tennessee with eight official visitors, but many more came in a commitment and a big announcement today. Talking Cruton brought to you today by our friends at Zool Beer Company. Talking Cruton. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Who's on Tennessee's board? The names you need to know exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. 
And Amanda, they've got the fantastic rhymes like Dimes Beer. It is a beer that has won a worldwide award, not regional, not Tennessee, not even national. Bigger than that, Zool Beer Company also has a great place to hang out. They've got new beer merch all the time. Right downtown, the environment is fantastic. What would you like to add before we talk about Tennessee's newest commitment? Um, try the sours. We have try a- the sours. Something called Magic Wines. It's a, a strawberry cheesecake. It's fantastic. That does sound good. All right, Ethan. So a bit of a surprise commitment uh, pick up. Um, you know, with all these guys that we were following, the eight official commitments, thought me, we might get one to uh, pop after that um, from a news perspective. And Tennessee might still get one from that. Um, I've got the three most likely I'll get to here in a moment. But then kind of out of left field, a young man decides to commit. Uh, talk about uh, Tennessee's newest running back addition to their 2023 class. Yeah, so Will Stallings, the 2023 running back from Las Vegas. He had offers from Utah State, Arizona, Pitt. Not huge schools, three-star guy, kind of a bruiser back. Um, it's been all over the place, but as of right now, we played at Bishop Gorman, I believe, in Nevada. And you know, it's it's a good pickup just because Tennessee had yet to add a running back to their 2023 class. You've got all these, you know, headliners like Caleb Herring, like Davis, like obviously Nico, but you don't have a running back. And even if, you know, running back has become kind of expendable over the uh, over the past couple years, it's a good idea to have one. And Tennessee's probably not going to stop at Stallings. Um, obviously, you got local prospect and Deshaun Bishop. You got Caleb Jackson, Jeremiah Cobb out of Alabama that are still well within Tennessee's radar as of right now. But it's nice to get the first one off the board and say, okay, we at least got one guy we can develop into something big. And, and from what I've heard, he could be a really underrated prospect for Tennessee. No, um, we'll see. Um, and I think he certainly could be a significant pickup. And and the other cool part about Josh Heifel's offense is he's able to use these receivers, kind of, uh, running backs as receivers, um, and they're very multiple. I mean, if you've got the athletic skill, you're going to find a place to play in this offense. It's especially considering you talk to his athletic ability. He played linebacker at Bishop Gorman too. He was a gridiron guy. He played both sides and for him, you know, just watching a little bit of his highlights, obviously I hadn't really heard too much about the guy. I knew the name before. I don't think he had taken an official visit to Tennessee recently. He went to one of Tennessee's camps a while ago and, and I guess just decided now Tennessee is the place he wanted to be, but he played linebacker at Bishop Gordon. He was, you know, being, on both sides of the ball like that and watching the tape, he, he's a good tackler and he could be a legitimate prospect for Tennessee, not just at running back, but wherever they want to plug him in. I would think he stays at running back just because like I said earlier, Tennessee does not have a commitment there as of right now, but we'll see how things unfold. Yeah. And then obviously depending on when you might be listening, uh, this decision may have come forth. So let's spin it forward just a little bit if we can. Uh, he is, Plan to announce at one o'clock Carnell Tate, the highly touted receiver out of IMG in Florida, really down from what I'm told to Ohio State and Tennessee. I know he had a top quattro, but the fact that Amanda Tennessee is is in the running for this type of five star receiver is a sign that Tennessee is in far different shape than they were a year ago. A year ago, they're not in the running for a young man like this. Now, suddenly, they are in the running for one of the top receivers in the nation. Why? Because they've got on tape that their offense works and is fast. And they also have a quarterback in Nico Amaliava that is just kind of sitting out there and recruiting for Tennessee. But even if he doesn't recruit Tate directly, Amanda still, you have the ripple effect of getting one of the top-rated quarterbacks of all time committed uh, to you in the recruiting era, basically. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tennessee, from a recruiting perspective, is more along the lines of would you like to come here as opposed to will you please come here? And that's a very different sales pitch. 
Absolutely. It's not great for rivals of Tennessee to see this um, blossoming, this recruiting thing blossoming under Heupel. Like I said, I don't like Heupel very much. But, that's just but why don't you? You don't like I'm him a, because he's good, though. That's the yes, difference. I'm a rival fan and, you know, and I don't I don't like seeing it, to be honest, but I understand it and I accept it. Um, not a, you know, but honestly, if people forget, Derek Henry was also in the running to land at Tennessee. He was, he had the vaults up there, um, with Alabama and he ended up choosing Alabama. So all I'm saying is that it's not a guarantee, you know, if, sorry, if a big time name is interested in Tennessee, they're not guaranteed to go there. But I think it's been a while since we've seen such a big time, you know, wide receiver. Well, and the other thing we have to remember, too, as we spin that around is a lot could change. I mean, they they are we're talking about June being a big recruiting month and it is. And you're going to get a lot of commitments, but they're still not tied to that commitment until the early signing period in December, Ethan. So. I mean, just ask Brian Harson at Auburn. I mean, a lot could change during the football season. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the, just because it's commitment doesn't mean it's a ball quite yet. Yeah, I would I would even go further than the signing, and I'll bring up Caden Salter, who's currently oh, playing yeah. football at Liberty right now. A lot can happen between between the commitment, like you said, and actually getting to the football field. Um, I, I feel like for the most part, that doesn't happen very much. Like if Carnell Tate were to decide at one o'clock today, I want to play at Tennessee, a five-star guy like that, that's put this much time into, into it, unless something crazy happens and it could happen from both sides. It could happen from Tennessee's perspective or Carnell Tate's perspective. I would guess he would stay there, at least make every attempt he could for these top tier guys that, that I feel like would be on their radar. Who knows where Tate's going to go today? Who there's there's no way of knowing. Obviously, he would be a huge pickup. I mean, you bring up Derek Henry a little bit ago. I'm not saying he's going to be on that level, but he is a very very skilled receiver. I mean, think of everything you want: route running, speed. He's hands. He's got it all, and that would be an enormous pickup for Heupel and to add to a receiver core that is really desperate to get that next guy after Cedric Tillman leaves. Uh, one of the things I like about Tennessee's recruiting, they're in IMG with Tate, no matter who he picks, they're definitely in there, have a good connection with the school. They're going to Bishop Gorman to pick up their latest commitment, uh, commitment of running back Will Stallings Jr. Um, I like that because Bishop Gorman is a, just a very, very talent-rich school. And then they are leaning some on the junior college ranks, which always can be hit or miss. But uh, over the weekend, since we last spoke to wide receiver Malik Benson said he is down to five schools. And um, that's that's significant because you're right up there with Tennessee, Oregon, LSU, Georgia. And you would think of he would be a guy that would have an immediate impact. Now, um, you know, if, if I'm. Alabama, I've got uh, certainly plenty to, to pitch him. If you look at the many transfers that have, have gone to Alabama and had success immediately there, but Tennessee's going to pitch its offense. This still seems like an uphill battle just on the outside looking in to me, Ethan, but if Tennessee's able to land him, that would be uh, that'd be a strong pickup, needless to say. Yeah, I mean, let me be brutally honest. When when Steve Wiltfong, the national director of, of 27 Sports, gives a crystal ball for the other team or a team in general, he's probably going to go there. And I believe two days ago he gave one to Ohio State. He flipped it from Tennessee to Ohio State after the commitment video was done. It was just after it was uh, after Tate said, you know, it's finished. Um, we just got to put it out there and, and you'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Right after that was when Wilt Fong changed his his guess. That doesn't mean anything, really. You know, it's 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 a guess of a guy, but he's usually pretty spot on. He's he's usually right. And so, you know, whether it's something tangible you want to think about, and like you said earlier, this the decision may be out before you're even listening to this. But it does seem like an uphill, uphill battle. I will agree with you there. I am um, 
I, I'm Amanda. I haven't gotten your take. I know your take on NIL, but I haven't gotten your take on on the transfer portal before we wrap up this uh, talk and Cruton. I, I haven't gotten your your thoughts on the transfer portal because Alabama has certainly succeeded there, and um, I think that's been pretty darn impressive, to be honest with you. Um, I hate it. I'm not gonna lie. I hate it. I you hate I the transfer portal. I don't like it. It is oh my goodness. when there are essentially no rules to it and you can bounce anywhere you want to and immediately start if you want to. It's I don't know how coaches put up with that. I don't know how you plan your next you know year in football if one of your big guys, you know, says, well, I don't get along with my roommates. I'm piecing out. You know, that's not there's no stipulations. There's really no rules. You can just leave if you want to. And I understand people's arguments that coaches can do the same thing. I just think there should be criteria behind leaving. Like, I don't think you should be able to leave just because, you know, you don't get along with your offensive tackle. I think you should have to stay there and, and battle it out. It's not, that's not real life. You don't just get to up and leave when, when something small doesn't go your way. You, if something happens in your family, if, um, you know, something happens logistically or what have you, then I feel like you should be able to transfer under those, those roles. Or even if your coach leaves, I feel like you should be able to transfer then. Um, but just this transferring just because you can, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, I'm going to, uh, I want to dive into that. Um, but first, let's let's wrap up uh, talking Cruton. Uh, the seven officials that were in: Ricky Gibson, C.J. Allen, Raquizi McEldry, Colby Young, uh, T.J. Searcy, uh, Stanton Ramel, and Cam Selden. I'm told that Searcy Ramel and Selden, Tennessee, is in the best shape with out of those groups, out of that group. And I wouldn't be surprised to see any of them commit uh, in the near future. Okay, but here's the problem. Um, it, it's it's kind of like somebody that has a, a drug addiction, so to speak, Amanda. It, 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 in, in the end, that is work with me, Ethan. Ethan's laughing at me. But it's like somebody that has a drug addiction. It's not the drug addiction that is the actual problem. Something is causing the drug addiction. So what's causing the transfer addiction reaching What's causing the transfer addiction is the fact that the NCAA did not have rules uh, in place. And when they did have rules in place, it would take forever to get some sort of waiver. It would take forever to get through that clearinghouse process. Um, so what you're, what you're saying philosophically, I get it, but there has to be a lot fixed at a fundamental level with the NCAA or whoever is running the sport before we just say, well, transfers are bad. Don't do them. I agree. That's why I think that there should be criteria set up by the NCAA to, to determine when you can and when you can't transfer or if there's some kind of penalty for doing so. That's like with your analogy, that's like saying everyone you know, that's not drug addicted. And the only reason they're not is because there are laws in place that say you shouldn't be drug addicted or they put laws in place that say, you know, heroin is illegal. So there will be massive consequences. I'm not going to do heroin just because I don't want to do heroin. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I only don't do it just because the laws are in place. I don't, I'm not a heroin addict because I just, I don't see the point. Well, I, I, I agree with that. I think the point I was trying to make is there's a root cause to why somebody who would want to do heroin, maybe it's mistreated by daddy, maybe it's some sort of tragic thing and that happened in their family. Nevertheless, the point being, the NCAA didn't do anything to police it, so that's why it's just, you know what, crazy. And until yeah. that changes, then I, I don't I don't think we can... We can talk about some real serious legislation because who's going to implement it? Um, I don't no know. One. I heard no one. 
I heard um, Amanda's dog bark. So if it gets much louder, you know what we're going to do is we're going to throw the, we're going to throw that little Ava a uh, something from Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com and get crafttreats.com for full spectrum CBD treats that contain minor cannabinoids that increase the benefits of CBD. Great for situational anxiety, things like storm anxiety, car ride anxiety, and uh, more. So if, if I hear they that work. dog again, they work. Yeah. They I got work. a picture yes. from you. I got a picture from you over yes. the weekend that uh, <laughs> Ava was chill. She did not care. She just did. She did not give a flying crap. She <laughs> did not give way. a dog stuff. No, she so, did not. Yeah. Okay. Not. So uh, coming up uh, next on the program, quick break, and then we're going to discuss um, the, the kind of a hierarchy of coaches, I would call it. Great piece by Matt Hayes. Where does Josh Heupel fit into that Um We'll discuss that and and also some more recruiting news as we continue uh, to roll on. Stay tuned. This is a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Set those notifications on. Go to, if you're listening, go to YouTube right now and free subscription. There's a video already up uh, as of Monday early morning that uh, we'll distribute later in the week, but you can get a sneak peek just by subscribing to YouTube. Stay tuned. More after this back in two minutes. To own the more that owns every job, then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassey's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Is your dad's nickname Lazy Boy? Then get him out of the chair and onto the grill with a Green Mountain Grill from the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. On the Green Mountain Grill, you can smoke, grill, sear, and just warm up some food. Versatile style, that's the GMG. Go buy Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa right next to the Midnight Oil and get your dad the grill to last a lifetime, a Green Mountain Grill. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas and fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left, and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business.
We also have three grades of ethanol and non-ethanol fuel there at Steve Race Midnight Oil. And we have a dog sighting for those watching. Is that Ava? Is she on the craft treats or not? She's, no, she's here. Um, she's not on the craft treats, but the garbage men are outside of the house right now. So. Oh, so we need to keep her calm. All right. Uh, we just have right. to hold her. We'll do that. Um, and as, as you may know, uh, Amanda's cat has car ride anxiety. So, but not in a car from Biles Automotive. Biles Automotive, their mission is to be the automotive home of drivers in the Knoxville area. They provide a vast selection of used vehicles, exceptional car care and customer service with a smile. Their local dealership keeps a great stock of used cars, trucks, and SUVs in inventory. Uh, competitive prices they offer on every pre-owned model for sale on their lot. You won't find a, a reason to visit any other dealership. They've got financing. They've also got the car service and repair work that is absolutely fantastic. So uh, Saturday Down South had an interesting piece from one Matt Hayes uh, that I wanted to get to. But first, let's set up the poll question today as... Uh, Ethan Stone is in charge of that. We have a poll question each and every day that we'll post on Twitter. Would love your interaction. Soon to be streaming, so we'll be able to get your interaction even faster. All right, so poll question today. What do, what do we got going on, Ethan? So I had one that was perfect for Friday, and then we didn't do it. I can't remember why, and I can't remember it. So I thought of one about five minutes ago, and it's not as fun, I will admit, but it is still a poll question. And it's like being 100% real, not just believing in speculation. Do you think the Peyton Manning curse is real? (laughs) It's an actual thing, and it's just a yes or no. Okay. I have a strong feeling on that. Amanda, do yeah, you want to do it because it's not very good. I had a better one Friday and we didn't do it. No, <laughs> so. I think I no. the poll question's good. I've, oh, I okay. think it is I've too. Strong... Okay, cool. Yeah, I know. I like it. Um, I don't, do I don't believe in curses. I don't believe in, in being cursed. I don't think it's real, but I think it's fun to talk about. I think it's hilarious. It's coincidental, but I don't think it's real. <laughs> Uh, she pretty much just said everything I had to say. Um, I think it's, I think it's kind of silly. I mean, I, and I know that Peyton Manning is a guy that people think sits in an ivory tower and doesn't care what people think about him. He actually does. And everybody does to some extent, but I mean, he is one that particularly will keep track of what's being said about him in the media and such. And I'm sure that, He's aware that that's a topic of conversation. I think it's a shame. I think it's stupid. I just think, no. I mean, that's just, there's no Peyton Manning curse, for goodness sake. That's about the silliest thing that I've ever heard. Do Do you, let's phrase it like this when we post it. How about this? Yeah. Do you believe at all, maybe in all caps, in the Peyton Manning Curse. So the Peyton Manning curse, for those that don't know, when he shows up out of the bent, Tennessee tends to lose. Do you think there's anything to it, Ethan Stone? Uh, ironically, I do. Like in social settings, I say, oh, yeah, you know, the Peyton Manning curse. In, in private, absolutely not. I, I'm with you guys. It's just, it's not a thing. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. <laughs> it's, it's not okay. a thing. Curse. Uh, I mean... I, I don't know. I, I feel like curses to some extent could be real. Um, not in a football setting. Not in a sports setting, I don't think. Except except for uh, the uh, the Cubs not winning a World Series. That was absolutely a curse. But, you know, we'll <laughs> gloss over that. Makes yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a curse or not. But when Tennessee was playing Florida, they lost a lot during the, the Peyton Manning era. Well, it's because Florida was uber talented and as talented as tennessee was in that period florida for the most part had more talent but better talent there's just there's just no question i'm sorry go back and look and um so then that leads to maybe him showing up at a sport in the minute they lose so no i don't, I don't believe it so how, how are we phrasing it exactly something uh do you believe in the peyton manning curse at all yeah, I said, I'm typing it right now. I said, do you believe at all that the Peyton Manning curse is real? 
Should have used. But to be honest, Peyton Manning's performance did significantly go downhill against Florida. I don't think he. I don't know. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't think he played well against Florida. No. I I think he cares too much. I think he just cares too much in big games like that. Well, I I don't think that was just him. I think that was now. It, I think it was pervasive throughout the program. I remember uh, defensive tackle Andre Dickerson. I said, "What's the difference between Florida Week and he didn't know he wasn't supposed to say this? I think he was a junior college transfer, maybe not, but anyway, he was fairly young." And I said, "What's the difference between Florida and Florida Week and any other week?" He said, "Well, the uh, the coaches just get so tight." Well, he wasn't allowed to talk to the media for the rest of the year. So (laughs) um, that's not what he was supposed to say. But I do think it's a factor, guys. I think that um, Tennessee in that time period got tight. I think that Peyton Manning was one of those players. I think in 98, when they won, they needed a lot of help. Fumbles inside the five-yard line when Florida was about to score. But... um, yeah, I don't. I do not think they play loose in that game across the board. I don't think it's just Peyton Manning. So, uh, yeah, I do want to turn to before before we get too far. I do want to turn to a column that Matt Hayes had uh, at Saturday Down South, and I thought this was uh, pretty strong—a power ranking of every SEC coach. So he did remind us where we were last year. Uh, we thought that Ed Orgeron was on semi-solid ground, although I heard some things at SEC Media Days that I was not so sure. Um, uh, Two years after winning the national title, we thought, surely he's on, publicly, we thought he's on good ground. Dan Mullen was getting ready to go into a season in which he had won three consecutive New New Year's Bowl games. We didn't think he would get fired. Gus Malzahn at Auburn, um, you know, we, we... we thought that uh, everything was just uh, swimmingly there a couple of years ago. That didn't happen. So, yeah, it, it is It is one that is is very, very flexible. Um, yeah, and when we start to look at, um, we start to look at the coach, the safe ones, the safe champions, as he calls them, no doubt is Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Um, he's got another safe one as Mark Stoops. Those are the three safe ones because they have produced over time. Any disagreement with that list or anybody you would include in that list? Amanda? Lane Kiffin. Mm. Lane Kiffin. I would agree with Amanda. I would have him. Yeah, I, I agree with Dave. I would not agree with that. I think he's, I think he's a great coach, not, not within those top three, I don't think. Wait, I don't so think you he's would that great? I just think. Running. I mean, I think he's great as far as offensively. I think he's a great-minded coach. Yeah. I just think he's safe. Is what I'm saying. At Ole Miss, I think he's safe. Yeah, and as far as proven, if you want to take some of his offensive coordinator days, I I didn't think Lane Kiffin initially, but I would have him in that. You know what you're going to get type now i if if part of this parameter is that he's going to stay around a while well that then he's not in that list but as far as proven commodities from a coaching perspective if that's what this list is all about i would have him in there then we open up um the door for guys like brian kelly who has gotten into the playoffs with notre dame who's now at lsu but uh, he's got a separate uh, category that says big money equals uh, big expectations. And that is one that uh, is is pretty interesting because that includes Kelly and Kelly at nine point five million. Now, wow, Lane Kiffin is making seven point two five million. Sam Pittman is making six point two million. I like all three of these coaches. Um but, you know, when you get that raise, as Kiffin and Pittman have done for success at their schools, or you're Brian Kelly and you come in and you get that kind of money, you better be ready for some pretty high expectations, Amanda, from day one. Absolutely. I don't think Brian Kelly's a very good coach. I'm not going to lie. I don't think he's safe at all. I think he's gotten some big money. 
but I just don't think he's proven. I mean, with Notre Dame, it's hard to fail with Notre Dame. I mean, it really is. It's not, it's Notre Dame. So it's, I think it's pretty hard to fail there. I think another coach that's going unrecognized is maybe a safe bet is Jimbo Fisher, especially with his recruit, his recruiting style, getting as many players as he has, getting five stars. I think he has eight for next year, this season, getting all of that. And he beat Saban last year, and he was the first former coordinator under Saban to ever beat him. He was the very first, and Kirby Smart did it later that year. But the very, very first, I think that that's – Texas A&M recognizes that. I think he's pretty safe. To a lesser extent, Jimbo Fisher scares me a little bit like Lane Kiffin. Now, he's not as antsy. I don't think he's going anywhere. But he always flirted with other schools while he was at Florida State. And when Florida State didn't give him exactly what he wanted, he up and bolted. So I will tell you that I've got a little bit of that concern for his longevity, um, but not near to the extent of Lane Kiffin. I mean, Lane Kiffin would put on LSU gear and go to Baton Rouge right now if Brian Kelly decided to leave. So uh, Boomer Bust, uh, Mike Leach, Shane Beamer, and then uh, Josh Heupel, Billy Napier. Now, I don't. But the boom or bust with Mike Leach, I don't – what's a boom at Mississippi State? Yeah. I mean, 10 wins? A boom is getting Mike Leach. That's a boom at Mississippi State. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I don't know just how you define that. Conferences. Right. I mean, you're I, – well, I agree. You're entertaining and you're relevant and you're Mississippi State because of Mike Leach. I mean, if he averages – eight and a half wins at Mississippi state, Ethan, that's, that's a good run in start. Yeah, I would think so. Playing against SEC West opponents <laughs> every single year, that's, that's going to get pretty tough. I, I would agree a hundred percent with you. It's hard to judge where you'd put leads. I'd almost put him a rung above because I, I agree with you. Now he may have formatted it like this, just for simplicity's sake, just so not too many are in the same category. I, I really hope we get to it, so I'm going to bring it up. Beamer being above Hypel in this scenario is kind of absurd. Do you guys not think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't understand why he's uh, other than maybe alphabetical reasons. But H, I yeah. know he's. Uh, I mean, that's that's all that I can think. I mean, Beamer to me is the opposite of Boomer Bust. I mean, because I believe he's going to be a a good coach, not a great coach at South Carolina. I believe the same thing I believe with Mississippi State. There's a glass ceiling there. So I'm even going to lower the Mississippi State line. If you average seven and a half to eight wins at State or South Carolina, you've had a good run there. Agreed. Anybody disagree with that? Yeah, I mean, I, right. no. Now, Hypel's the ultimate boom. I don't yeah. see the bust coming unless – he things changed at Oklahoma and he went back there. But Josh Heupel is interesting because he's in the boomer bust category. I think he could boom. Now I really do. I think he's a solid 10 win coach that could knock on a championship door, depending on what happens places like Georgia and Alabama. <clears throat> I really do, but I don't see a bust. I don't see any, I don't see the bottom falling out. Now, Again, if things change at Oklahoma, the administration there, that's his home. But every indication I've got, he's not going back there. Could he, um, if the administration changes, that would be a bust. I, I'm not see- other than that, I'm not seeing the bust. Man, I don't see where Josh Heupel certainly, suddenly becomes a bust. By the way, he's a value at set, uh, $4 million a year for the record. Yeah, I agree with that. He's one of the most dynamic coaches in the SEC right now, if not in the nation. And players get hype for him. I know that's really sad, like hype for hypeful, but still like it's players do. Players want to play under him. They like him. They um I think he doesn't get enough credit for how well Tennessee is doing as far as recruiting goes. Mm-hmm. People are constantly looking at the university rather than look at the coach. He's bringing them in. I mean he really is. But I thought we were talking about, like, for sure, 
for sure bets as in the university was going to keep them on, not as far as them deciding if they're going to be there or not. I think it's I think it's kind of all of the above. I mean, I think you oh, you factor that Kiffin in. Out. I take Kiffin out then. I take him out because he so. could leave. Yes, yeah. I just thought not getting fired. I don't think I think no, no, not, not not on the hot seat. No, but the I way this is formatted is like it's a little strange how they formatted it because they have like one through fourteen as if they're ranking them, and it's like they did that first, and then decided let's put subheadings on it. But some of them that are close, such as Beamer and Hypel, are you know in the same thing here. So it, it makes it a little confusing. So I get I get what you mean there. You 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 understand our confusion. Okay, so yeah, yeah uh, Billy Napier uh, says potentially a terrific hire. I like Matt Hayes a lot. Um, so I think he's got a little insight there. Um, strong organizer, and um, I think that he is a guy that uh, is a proven recruiter. The thing that I always argued at Florida is the talent was there. You want a special offensive mind um, at the head coaching position. They had that, obviously, with Steve Spurrier, a once-in-a-generation type of offensive mind. Uh, I think that they had that with Urban Meyer, who really essentially kind of ran the old-school wing tee in a modern spread format. I thought they had that with Dan Mullen, who was a quarterback whisperer, but that thing went all crazy sideways fast. So, yeah, Billy Napier is does not fit that uh, type of candidate for me. But again, I go back to I think uh, Matt has some insight here. If he's organized, if if he's a proven recruiter, which is pretty easy to do at Florida, then he'll have success. Is he, is he the – I say the same thing about Billy Napier but before, like, Tennessee hired Butch Jones. And I know that this sounds crazy, but at the time I said, Butch Jones will get them to nine wins or so a season. Will he get them anywhere beyond that? I don't know. And I was, I was proven to be right. He got them around that point. Now, I didn't know he was also a sociopath, so there's that. And so that ended up, uh, you know, creating his downfall. So, but I say that about Billy Napier, not a known sociopath, the best of our, our knowledge. And I say that about Billy Napier. I think he gets them to nine wins, Amanda, but I, I don't know if he gets them into a real championship contender with Georgia and Alabama. I have trouble projecting that for anybody. I think it, I think you're right on that. It's going to be hard for anybody to get, to the Georgia, the Alabama level, unless you just do it one time like LSU did, where they just had a dynamic team and just incredible, and they did it the once. They even struggled doing it, but they did it. I think oh, and by the way, been... by the way, did you see where somebody somebody listened to our show and stole our, our verbal jabs, slight serious analysis at Harson? Uh, I think they threw them at Amanda first and on Twitter. Of course. And it was uh, of course. six and a half wins before Brian Harson is the head coach. We said that. You we did. Take, you can't take we our did. content and then reposition it upon us at social media. <laughs> we said that first. I'm uh, serious. You know, I think six I... and a half wins will Harson be the head coach at Auburn is, is a for real conversation. But who else are they going to get? Who else are they going to go after? That's going to be like, you know what? Yeah, Auburn sounds great. I don't know. I don't know, but I I don't know. But as but as a rule, I hate that answer to if you should fire your coach. You should have as a rule. You should have the confidence that you're going to go out there and get somebody great. Auburn is a pretty terrible job. It is. (laughs) But Jones would fit in well at Florida, considering you know the sociopath dynamic there. Right. All he needs is he needs to keep with the crew cut and then grow it out in the back. So be like a crawl it. And so he's got a crew cut and a mullet and he fits right in the state of Florida. No, he needs jorts. He needs jorts. Jorts and a crawl it. Jorts. Then you're down. Jorts are nice. Yeah, that's a necessity. And maybe Crocs, just FYI. Yeah, and and certainly maybe some Crocs. I, I know it's super crazy hot, and um, if 
you need some immediate attention with your HVAC unit, City Heat and Air. And let me tell you something about City Heat and Air. For over 50 years, they've been doing it, and they've been in the Knoxville market. That tells you something right there, over 50 years. There are others out there that will advertise like crazy. You'll call them for some sort of $29 service or something along those lines. But in the end, what you're going to get is what it's worth, and that's less than $29 at City Heating and air conditioning, they want to take care of you, and they make for lifetime customers with each and every visit. Honesty and integrity are the cornerstones at City Heat and Air. So go to cityheatandair.com, City Heating and Air Conditioning. We certainly appreciate their patronage on this program. All right, so the rest of the list, uh, we mentioned Brian Harson. <clears throat> Matt Hayes goes so far to say his arson only survives if he wins nine games. Well, <clears throat> they are not going to do that. Uh, Elijah Drinkwitz at Missouri um, is on the hot seat. And Clark Leah at Vanderbilt is uh, theoretically the worst coach in the SEC. Congratulations, Clark. You're still making $2.5 million. Maybe he puts on spandex, flies around at night as Superman and saves people. And who would you most... <laughs> Who would you most want to drop from the SEC if you could drop? If you had to drop Missouri or Vanderbilt, who would you drop? Vandy. See, everybody always says Vandy. I'm absolutely going Mizzou. Like, I, I just I'm do not understand no. what Mizzou brings the SEC. When when Mizzou and Texas A&M moved over, I was like, okay, Texas A&M makes a lot of sense. If you've ever been to College Station – just the vibe that it gives, it makes a lot of sense. Mizzou, Columbia does not. They're not really that great at anything. Vanderbilt at least has the baseball program, and they used to be pretty solid at basketball as well. I get football is king in the SEC, and Vanderbilt has never really been on top there while Mizzou has had some success. But, I mean, if you look at the overall body of work at the athletic program, Vanderbilt's better than Mizzou, at least, at least recently. And... I, I don't know. There's something the academics bring and something the baseball team being good brings. And it's in the it's in the South, <laughs> at least, you know, Missouri isn't really like uh, every time I think of Missouri, I think of Big 12. Every time I think of Texas A&M, I think of SEC. It's just how it works. Yeah, I just it looks really disagree. bizarre to me. Yeah, I agree. I disagree. But disagree. Amanda, with Vanderbilt, you have academic reputation, and they were a good football program 100 years ago. That's why Tennessee hired General Nealon was to beat Vanderbilt. It wasn't to beat Florida, Georgia, or Alabama at the time. I mean, that... Big deal. Big so you're deal. Boot, you're booting Vanderbilt. I say kick Vanderbilt. them both out. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I'd be down with both of them. I don't think this has to be day. either or type of thing. No. I say just kick them both out. I, I don't understand everyone's appeal to want to be in the SEC, especially when you're not great, considering that you're just going to face more more competition. It's going to be rough. It's you know, You're probably... Your injuries are going to skyrocket. It's, it's not a good <clears throat> fit for most most schools that's why i don't understand the texas oklahoma move i why why would you do that when you're probably not ever going to go to the college playoff again at least for the next 10 years why would you do that you can't texas you can't even get there in the big 12 right now why would you move <laughs> over that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard stay where stay in your lane stay where you are i don't know how i transitioned into that however mizzou keep mizzou because at least they're halfway decent they i mean Every once in a while, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut. Keep Mizzou. Vandy, never. It's never going to happen. Everybody move on. It's just not going to happen. Go play with Harvard and Yale and all those schools where you belong. And and just get out of the SEC. Just, just get out. Just get looking, out. Looking for a great lunch place, then that's Big Orange Phillies. If you're listening during lunch, get to Big Orange Phillies. They know it's uh, tough to get out of the office, so they can take care of you. You can grab something cold from the fridge or order hot food from the counter. And if you got a little bit of time in the evening or this weekend or during the day, maybe you got the day off. They got darts, billiards, live entertainment, karaoke. They're awesome. That's big orange fillies. So 
Uh, tomorrow on the program, we're excited to have Ben Joyce on. And you ask why? Well, because he has some free time. But the other reason is because God, I am hurtful. That was that was. I didn't that mean was it unnecessary. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I hope we still have him on. Yeah. He's going to be back from San Diego. I didn't mean it like that. He's going to be back from San Diego to pitch a camp. But I think the kid's incredibly cool because he's helping out with uh, Children's Hospital, which was very influential in my life, which we'll get into a little bit tomorrow. Not, not about me, but uh, the, what they do for kids is just uh, unbelievable. And he's involved with helping raise money. And like I said before, said last week, if you were listening, I... I sense that, you know, he could have the sort of impact on that type of facility that, you know, if he if he lives up to his billing and he's throwing 105 miles an hour in the majors, money's not going to be a problem if he decides to, which I'm not telling him as to. It's his money. But it sounds like he's al- already willing to donate his time. And I have a feeling there'll be more because of the way things went down. So see, Tennessee fans, you make Knoxville and East Tennessee a better place um, when you just do what you do. And let's enjoy athletics. It's part of the part of the thing. Part of the thing I really love about uh, towns in the SEC. So so involved to sports. So um, again, we will uh, get to him tomorrow. I want to thank Bassey Lawn and Garden, Bassey Lawn and Garden Center in Cleveland, Tennessee. Open six days a week year round. EETC certified technicians and state of the art service facilities with parts and service for over 28 brands. That's free delivery on new riding units as well as free equipment training. So check them out. Bassey Lawn and Garden, 20,000 parts in stock. Toro, count on it, the largest Toro dealer in Tennessee and 0% APR for up to 48 months for 3.99% for 60 months. Toro, count on it. They're awesome. Thank you, David Bassey. Have a fantastic day, everyone, depending on where you're listening you need to go when and where you're listening. You need to go to YouTube, subscribe for those uh, early sneak peeks of content that we've got coming. Also, full coverage of Tennessee football recruiting as uh, the Vols look to really lay a strong foundation for a 2023 class. For Amanda LaFrada and Ethan Stone, I'm Dave Hooker. Have a fantastic day, evening, whenever you're listening, night sort of thing. This has been a production of Off Dog Sports. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.